Hello and welcome to another episode of You've Got Mahi. You guys, I just really hope you all know how much I love doing this podcast and talking to you guys about all these pop culture things and things that I love to rant about. I love you guys so much that I am absolutely sitting and baking in my bedroom in Los Angeles where it has been in the high 80s and humid, which is not normal for Southern California. It's been that way for weeks now. And for anyone who knows me or really anyone who doesn't know me, but has spent 30 seconds either around me physically or listening to this podcast, you can probably tell that um, I'm not I'm not the lowest of maintenances, you know, especially when it comes to temperature and weather If it's too cold, forget it. I literally don't leave my home with a jacket. I am so unpleasant. Like my version of being hangry would be being cold. I would avoid it at all costs. I would rather carry a jacket with me all night through like bus, club, another club, as if I'm even in clubs. I would literally rather carry it with me forever and never wear it, then be out in the world and be cold. The flip side is an absolute heat wave of humidity that doesn't happen in Southern California, which really tips the scale to the other side and gets me complaining about something oh so fresh and new. And it's just so hot. So anyways, I have to be in my room with all the fans off so that best friend producer Alex can edit this episode correctly without crazy background noise so you guys are welcome please laugh and enjoy because i am sweltering i'm absolutely sweating bullets recording this but for you guys anything so all right we have a few things we've been watching things we want to rant about, things that we're going to watch. Oh, another thing that's happened because of this bedroom, I've moved apartments and I can hear everything that happens, like literally the dog walking above me, people walking in the hallway, the room adjacent to mine. So I've started wearing earplugs. I thought of that because I'm locked in my room staring at every corner of the ceiling. So if there's any earplug girlies out there, let me know. It's changed my life. I sleep in absolute silence now with Gilmore Girls playing, obviously, on like volume five on a sleep timer, but absolute silence. My alarm is like a muffled noise in the mornings now, and it's just chef's kiss. All right, let's just get some things out of the way. We're going to we're going to go with the heavy hitters first, a.k.a. the Kims and the Pete's and the the pits of the world. You'll, you'll see where I'm going to an absolute shock. An absolute shock. Everyone's shocked. Everyone's blown away. No one saw this coming. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian have broken up. And I just like, I really respect the ones of you out there that thought this was real. I really, really do because you were less jaded than me. But this being a nine month breakup and all the headlines being like broken up after nine months together, a lot of things can happen in nine months. Anyone um, remember the Dear John trailer for the Amanda Seyfried Channing Tatum movie where it's like the voiceover of him writing the letter or her writing the letter and she's like, Dear John, a lot can happen in a year. Well, Dear Pete, a lot can happen in nine months. And what that means is uh, Chris Kardashian's perfect plan can begin and end in nine months. 
again, I was proven wrong, I think, unless something happens. I was proven wrong with JLo and Ben. They appear to be on some level real. Unless I don't know. Unless I think JLo probably knows something Ben doesn't. But anyways, Kim, Pete, Skeet, Keet, whatever their name was together. Um, it's super over and also happened the same day, basically, that Khloe Kardashian's surrogate gave birth to her baby with. Tristan and then also like randomly the same new day that the news broke that Chloe is no longer dating some random like finance private equity guy which like nobody really cared about from the beginning um and I'm I care less about the actual details of what happened like Chloe's baby being I mean I I'm not a monster and I love babies more than anything in the world so I'm happy and care about Chloe's baby being happy and healthy and born but Drama wise, like I'm less concerned with her having a second child with Tristan or Kim and Pete actually breaking up. I more so just want to like enter the brain of Kris Jenner and be like, how do you come up with these genius plans? Like, can that be in your masterclass? There was like a whole through line of season one of Kardashians on Hulu that was Chris like prepping to film her masterclass segment. And it's like, dude, don't film it unless something like this is going to be in it because this is crazy. The terrible tragedy that was Travis Scott's Astro World happens. And then basically the rumor mill was going that like that's why Kim and Pete started to cover up from like the absolute crazy, 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 devastating travesty that that was. Um, they get together, distract the headlines. And then meanwhile, we didn't even know that Chloe surrogate was pregnant because we're all focusing on Kim and we're not like digging into other details. And then we find out about the surrogate and then the surrogate gives birth on the same day that they break up. And it's like, again, if I was any less jaded, I'd be like, whatever. It just happens. But at this point, it's just perfect clockwork. And I'm like, Chris, how do you come up with these ideas? Like, I would think like, do we all still care about the drama that much that they need to devise all of these plans? Like, I feel like we're pretty used to them just like being in the news and being in our daily life. So I just can't wrap my head around why they keep insisting on wrapping all of these like strategic PR webs around all of their personal updates because that just makes everybody spiral and like want a paparazzi and sneak on them even more. I just can't understand. But anyways, they broke up. Kanye posted like an absolutely heinous, terrible thing. That was like Skeet Davidson dead at 28, which is absolutely unacceptable and like not funny to joke about death like that. Obviously, everything he posts comes down like 30 seconds later, but the magic of screenshots persists. Um, And then there's like stuff about like Pete now going into trauma therapy, which is just it's too much. He's been through too much. Honestly, in all of this, I just want to save him. But we'll see where it goes. I'm just curious where we go from here and also this is just like perfect entertainment to get people even more hyped to watch season two of kardashians on hulu that comes out in september because now everyone's gonna want to see like the cute kim and pete moments and be like well i knew they broke up so there's that we'll keep we'll keep seeing i'm sure we'll literally never have a clear update ever again and now it's like now it's like even even me who like i thought they were fake the whole time like Kim's Kim talking about Pete on the show was still kind of endearing but now I'm like you're all just lying to our faces and it's fine I'm gonna keep buying skims and I'll be happy about it but enough with the lies just let it go nobody cares that much only they do but I guess that's kind of the secret sauce isn't it
Anyways, that's the Kim and the Pete. And now the pit of it all. Here's the thing. My mom loves Brad Pitt more than... <laughs> more than a lot of things in this world. Not not more than her family, but er, it's getting pretty close. And so I've been sending her all these photos of Brad Pitt, like I was kind of talking about last last episode, and sending her all these photos of Brad Pitt on the bullet train red carpet. And he's just like absolutely wearing a potato sack bag and everyone is ripping their panties off. Like people are obsessed. They're like, oh my God, fashion, like he can do anything. Anyways, I saw a bullet train and I just think that like he's now reached that level that all male movie stars sort of get to where it's like now starting now I will do whatever the fuck I want and I don't care how it looks he was like kind of funny in this movie and Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry were really funny in this movie and Brad was not as funny as them Bad Bunny is in it it's absolutely wild Joey King does a great English accent but I left the movie being like why like why what is as as they say in AP English, what is the universal truth that I was supposed to take away from this film? That nothing matters and that fate is predetermined? Maybe. Or to quote uh, Grey's Anatomy, the carousel just keeps turning. I guess. So basically it's um, Brad Pitt plays an assassin that is like supposedly like he's coming back from like a whole wellness like therapy excursion where he like feels better about himself and his life. Um, And he's on like this maybe like one last assassin mission or maybe like, I don't know if assassin's a word, like one more like stealing crimey thing. And if he kills someone on the way, then he does whatever. And so he has to get this briefcase on a train and Logan Lerman is in the movie. It's his briefcase that he's stealing. Um, Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson are here to like protect the kid, but also like bring the briefcase of cash home safely. So, you know, picture this. It's just, you know, a murder mystery crime situation on a train and Brad just like doing flips around things. So it's not that entertaining. But for those people who are Brad Pitt stands, which appears to be the entire universe, they'll find it entertaining to just watch him like bop and flip around. I just like, I get it. Like he's handsome, but He's like at that phase now where he has like the Joe Jonas flat ironed hair. And I'm like, what's happening? And like, I love seeing men age and like ripping them for it a little bit because women get so much shit for it. But like his age is showing. The cigarettes are showing. The affairs are showing, you know, like how am I supposed to pay good money to go see you in theaters knowing that you were legally wed to Jennifer Aniston and you chose to be with someone else? I don't really care who the other person is. I don't really care that it was Angelina Jolie and you couldn't resist yourself. You were married to America's sweetheart. You did a cameo in one of the funniest episodes of Friends. Does that not mean anything to you, Brad? Apparently not. And I think about it every damn day. And I know everyone cheats in Hollywood, but I get to pick which one hits really close to home. And it's that one. Okay? Anyways, people who care less about that And Jen doesn't care. Everyone's moved on. I'm so upset. Anyways, if you don't care about that, you'll enjoy Brad bopping around. But like the movie doesn't really, you know, move you. It doesn't really say anything. I did not leave the way that I left. mm, I don't know. Let's say Top Gun Maverick. Because I have not seen the original still. 
And I don't care about that because I'm fine just watching the one that I like and not giving uh, Scientologist Tom Cruise more streams or anything on his other stuff. Okay? I've decided. Um, anyways, Aaron Taylor Johnson is in Bullet Train. You may remember him as the male lead in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging where he was a child. Um, he has this whole like internet thing where people just don't understand him, his marriage. So his name was Aaron Taylor. He married Sam Johnson, who directed some of the Fifty Shades movies. She is significantly older than him, and that's totally fine. But the internet like went absolutely ham. So they combined their names. So it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. And the internet, they've been married for a long time now. And the internet went absolutely ham on them getting together. I mean, he was very young at the time. And they have children. There's a lot happening. I get some question marks about it, but mostly... All I care about is Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. And the best line from that movie is, I wrote a song about you. It's called Bitch in a Uniform. (laughs) So good. The song that the boy writes and plays on the guitar is perfect. Han and I had that movie on a loop. Anyways, he is all grown up. He's been in a gajillion things since, but he's really cute and funny in this movie, Bullet Train. So see it if you like Brad Pitt, just fake backflipping on things but it won't move you the way any rom-com or top gun maverick would um what have i been watching recently i'm sort of in that phase if you guys remember a few months ago where i like my brain couldn't process anything real and i watched a lot of summer house i've been watching my saturday morning cartoons as i like to call them which is southern charm and that makes me so happy but there's nothing new there um i've also been watching only this like real housewives which is like the ex-wives club they bring different Real Housewives that have been fired off of their like respective city franchises and throw them all into one place. And this time they threw them into Dorinda's Berkshire's house. And it was wild to say the least. It was super fun watching it like throughout the week. And it was like really entertaining by the last couple episodes. I was literally sitting on my couch, like effectively drooling being like, Oh my God, is this the rest of my life? So I, it did get to the point where I watched enough of it to be like, I can't watch this now. And I'm sure I will go back but that was the trajectory of the last week where I needed to watch it. And then I was like, get it away from me. My brain has absolutely broken. Um, I've been watching that. We started Uncoupled, which is the Neil Patrick Harris show on Netflix, uh, created by Darren Starr, the same creator as Sex and the City, Younger, and um, Emily in Paris. <laughs> oh my God, I'm just racking my brain. Um, Emily in Paris, yeah. Um, important to note. It does not appear that Darren Starr was involved in the Sex and the City reboot and just like that. Just a note. Um, But yeah, Uncoupled, not great so far. I never watched How I Met Your Mother. I never really found it that like entertaining. Sometimes I lean on the fact that like it kind of seems like they wanted to be friends, but in a bar instead of a coffee shop. But I don't really care about that. Like that wasn't enough to deter me. I just really did not find Neil Patrick Harris captivating or interesting in any way as a lead and I feel the same way um about uncoupled and in how I met your mother I thought it was just that he wasn't funny like I like the rest of them I just didn't think Neil Patrick Harris was funny and now I think he might just not be a good actor because it's just like awkward watching him on this show like it almost feels like I'm watching someone like act for the first time and they're also learning not that he's like it doesn't it's not clear that he's so freaking famous but it's a Darren Star show. We'll give it a chance. We'll keep watching. Um, it's basically about he plays um 
he plays this guy whose partner decides to leave him after 17 years. Like, he just moves out and leaves him. And now he's, like, single for the first time. And he's, like, on Grinder and figuring out how the whole thing works. So we'll let it unfold. And certainly I will watch it all. And I'm sure, honestly, I probably will like it to some extent. But it's not that good so far. And, like, who am I to say acting's not good? I watch such trash TV. But it's really not. Um, I have been catching up on a show that I love called Starstruck on HBO Max. No, I know what you're thinking. Not the Disney Channel original movie, Starstruck, which is literally me and Hannah's life. Um, in the Disney Channel original movie, Starstruck, a girl makes a scrapbook and brings it to the like famous singer guy in the movie. And yes, we've done that during our wanted fangirl days. We made scrapbooks and took it to LAX for them. So Starstruck, the, the DCOM, Disney Channel original movie, very, very near and dear to my heart. This is a legitimate scripted show that's on HBO Max. Um, I watched season one during COVID and season two came out a little bit ago and I've been catching up on it. And it's really so, so entertaining. It's basically about this girl who has a, she thinks she, she just has a one night stand with this guy and she doesn't know who he is. And then it turns out he's like the equivalent of like a huge Marvel movie star. And season one is them going like back and forth on like, will they, won't they? And then season two is super cute and it's, it's basically just like a rom-com, but in series form. So highly recommend if you are a team rom-com in all of the ways um, that I am. Another thing that sort of came to my mind, there's a movie that I put on every Thanksgiving for my entire family and it's called Dan in Real Life. And it's a Steve Carell movie and it's literally so, so good. It's the, It came out so long ago. I've been watching it since I was a kid and it's the first time that I heard an Arctic Monkey song because Marty Bum is in that movie. And later in life, obviously, Arctic Monkeys becomes BFF Ned's favorite band. Harry is to me as Alex Turner is to Ned. And that song always just reminds me of that movie. Another person that is in that movie is Dane Cook. And Dane Cook has also been in the interwebs recently because he proposed to his girlfriend and everyone's like oh my god his girlfriend is so young they must have started dating when he was a teenager but i was like dude i've been over here like looking at dane cook on instagram for a little bit now they've been together for years like it is not it is not a red flag now that they've been together it's a red flag from years ago like they clearly met when she was a teenager like potentially not legal and and it's like now maybe people called attention to it then but it's fully being resurfaced because he proposed and it's just so weird and he keeps showing up on my tiktok where he's like doing these random interviews being like being like my brother used to be like my business manager and stole 12 million dollars from me and he was in jail but he served his time and now he's out and i have no idea where he is so it's just a lot of dane cook content and i think like you know, him getting engaged sort of like rebrought him up to the surface. And so he's like on people's TikTok and stuff, but deeply unsettling, I would say. Um, unsettling for the whole time. And he just, he was really funny. His uh, Kool-Aid man bit, if you guys like Google on your YouTube, uh, Dane Cook Kool-Aid bit, it, it's really funny. But now I'm just like, now you just look like an old man dating a teenager. And like, if I'm going to say that they're in Taylor Johnson... And Sam Taylor Johnson relationship is odd. Then I will say Dane Cook dating effectively a teenager is also odd. So it can go both ways. 
It can be a double standard both ways. I'm fine with that. Okay, so things that we are looking forward to. Easter Sunday is Joe Coy's movie that is out in theaters now, and I'm so excited to go see it. And it seems just like an awesome family comedy, so I'm pumped. But I just... Like, I'm just so sad about him and Chelsea Handler breaking up. And I think I'm sad because it seemed like an... I mean, everyone was ready for this to be, like, it for them, right? Like, it, or for her especially, because people have been so invested in her, in her, frankly, and her dating life. And she's always been, like, you know, really clear on what she wants and doesn't want and what she doesn't necessarily need in her life. And then this happened. And I think there was a, a huge, uh, huge anxiety among among local single women when that didn't work out either because it's like oh fuck this didn't work out and we really thought she had her person one of us was good but um she's done a lot of really interesting interviews just talking about how she's like so happy about having left him but she promoted his movie and was like please go see this movie and like at the end of their breakup caption which i was like god damn she's come so far anyways go see easter sunday joe Coy- Joe Coy's movie in Netflix. It should be great. I'm excited to talk about it next time. I'm going to hopefully see a lot of movies in theaters between now and the next episode. So we will talk about Easter Sunday and Nope, which is the new Jordan Peele movie. So that will be really exciting. Don't worry, darling. I I mean, all the a lot of the trailers aren't new, but I keep seeing random shit on Instagram. I mean, obviously the Olivia and uh, Florence feud, except like maybe not really, continues to go. This, honestly, I'm good, as we've kind of discussed, I'm good with people leaving Harry out of the narrative, but I feel like they're sort of just deciding to pit Florence and Olivia against each other. And I saw some random like infographic on Instagram that I honestly don't necessarily believe because of what I'm about to say, but it showed that Florence got paid $700,000 for Don't Worry Darling and Harry got paid $2.5 million. The $2.5 million makes sense for Harry. Florence Pugh um, is a big time, Jenna Rink, big time magazine editor, if you know, you know. Jenna Rink, or Jenna, Florence Pugh is a big time movie star. Um, uh, she is not taking less than a million for roles these days. So that was kind of what like brought this back up into my into my brain but the movie comes out at the end of september and you better bet your bottom dollar i will be at the movie theater on that friday night to see it like twilight style twilight night of release in theaters in line waiting to see it situation um chris pine is in it also and so is nick kroll and my team at work who i love saw chris pine at a bar which i thought was such a epic sighting my second favorite Chris. We will talk more about the ranking of Chris's. Obviously, Evans first um, and Pine second. I think there's a lot of drama about me not having Hemsworth higher up, but I'm good with that. You guys keep him. You guys should keep him higher up. It's better for you, but Evans is, is for me. Um, and lastly, in um, House of Gucci related news, the Entertainment Trades released today that they're going to do a like a docu-series on Army Hammer called House of Hammer, which just sent me into an absolute fit of laughter. He's truly a monster and everything he's done is so gross and reprehensible, but just anything that harkens back or in any way reminds me of House of Gucci, 
just sends me away and me thinking about Adam Driver just respectfully just choosing not to do an Italian accent is amazing but House of Hammer is just absolutely epic um well yeah I think that's it you guys um thank you so much for listening hope you had a blast listening and I'm gonna go wipe the sweat off my face from sitting in this room in this heat with no fans going because I love you and see you in two weeks. Bye.